When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's introduced you to great coffee. Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great music. You win in a wrestling match. Lemmy or God? Lemmy. Ah, God. Wrong dick. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Great travel. That's the dream. It's not the destination. It's the journey. All things to enrich your life. If you're good at what you do, people will recognize that. Now, he's ready to tackle itself. Whoop-de-doo! What does it all mean? With some great guests with even better life stories. Yes, even better than how he almost failed grades 2, 4, and 7. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. You're listening to the Brenton on Tour Lifecast. Here's BD. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lifecast. What? No coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week, next week, taking a break from the journey for Java, had an opportunity to have a couple people on the show that um, I'm sure they drink coffee, but they actually had some stuff to talk about that um, is important. So this week and next week, some uh, some great guests, and it starts this week uh, with Sarah and David Ayers. You might remember them one year ago, February 23rd, 2020, on my birthday, no less. Yeah, what happens? Dave, emergency backup goalie, gets pulled in for the Carolina Hurricanes in Toronto a team that he practices against <laughs> on a regular basis uh, as an emergency backup for the Toronto Maple Leafs and gets pulled in to the game, beats Toronto, changes their lives forever. So an amazing story that um, it's been frantic. Obviously, we're in a different time right now. I'm sure their life would have been even busier if not for the current state of the world, but they made the best of it, uh, balancing movie offers and making appearances online and doing as much as they can to raise awareness for all the various causes that they support, including the six degree challenge, which we'll talk about in the interview today for the kidney foundation, uh, that happens between March the 1st and the 11th. Uh, it's an opportunity, uh, for the kidney foundation. It's an annual digital fundraising campaign. Uh, it's all about raising awareness of the connections that we all have to kidney disease and raises crucial funds to support investments in research, education, and programs. So, Uh, A lot of people aren't aware that David actually had a kidney transplant, which makes this story even greater. Uh, And um, so great that uh, there's going to be a movie about it uh, produced by a very large personality, uh, which they'll touch on as well. So it's very exciting stuff, and they made the time to come on today, and I can't thank them enough for that. A year ago, I had Sarah on to talk about the madness that was traveling around. She jumped on the travel cast with Mercedes Nickel and I, uh, which you can listen to, and you can kind of hear the tone at that time because David was doing Colbert and doing all these crazy appearances all over North America to uh, talk about what was going on. And uh, we wanted to make sure Sarah uh, was recognized through that. Uh, cause you know, the supportive, amazing wife that she is, uh, had to balance the whole thing. So it was really, really great. Uh, we talked on international women's day, so it was just very exciting to, um, 
have these personalities on these amazing people that are changing lives with these programs. So settle in. It's uh, it's one year later, and we're going to talk about the Six Degree Challenge and everything that's going on with David and Sarah Ayers, brought to you by my friends at Blue Microphones, who's given me these amazing MixFi headphones that are awesome, this Blue Yeti X. So everything you hear, they're powering the Brenton on Tour podcast. They power the Journey for Java podcast. They power the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Maybe they'll power your podcast. I'd highly recommend it. It's a great product. Gamers love it. Podcasters love it. Streamers, you name it. Um, an amazing, amazing device. And I can't thank them enough for all their support. So thanks, guys. Also, you can find everything on the Dean Blundell Network. Got to thank all my friends over there at the Dean Blundell Network uh, for hosting the podcast and just everything that uh, they do to support independent podcasters like myself, the Kids on the Escalator podcast, the Journey for Java, all of us just trying to find our way in this very, very, very busy digital world. So thanks to the gang over there. Okay, friends, uh, it is time. It is one year later with David and Sarah Ayers. Here we go. Welcome everybody to the Brenton on Tour Lifecast. I am joined one year later uh, from Sarah Ayers. How are you? You've brought somebody along with you this time. Last time we had yeah. you along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes with him by my side today. Please introduce uh, your trusty sidekick there today. Um, this is my lovely husband, David Ayers. Oh, she said lovely. <laughs> the first her. All to do is come on here and she finally calls me lovely. A, a name uh, synonymous with uh, amazing story that will forever go down as an amazing story. It's been one year. Sarah, you and I uh, chatted uh, last time when I did the travel cast with my co-host Mercedes Nickel, and we were chatting about the frantic madness that was your world after uh, you guys got thrown into the bonfire. Uh, but I was curious at that point about what it was like, to, you know, to be a part of the, like David had his own schedule and you were, had to, you had to kind of, Join him in the madness in your own right. And I, I found that to be uh, equally as fascinating as Dave's tale in this particular case. Um, but it's been one year later. The dust has settled a little bit. The NHL is not like it used to look. And everything is just different all the way around. So let's start with, uh, <laughs> let me just get an update on how you guys are doing one year later. How, how's, the, how's the madness? Is that settled? What's going on over there? Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's really settled. To be honest with you, I think it's uh, obviously the one year got a little crazy there for a couple of weeks. I still have a few more interviews to do, uh, but for the most part, people are starting to forget about it. So <laughs> this, I think uh, people are tired of seeing my face around now. After one year later, I remember getting a few texts probably six months after it happened and said, "Well, I don't see your face every single day anymore." And then all of a sudden. You know, one year comes around, people are like, I'm tired of seeing your face on my Instagram or my social media. So uh, it'll be a relief for people soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a story, though. And, and um, I mean, I don't want to tell it again because you guys have told it a billion times, but Cole's Notes version, um, David stuck a dagger in every Leafs fan's heart. Uh, <laughs> and, but also uh, inspired millions of people around the world with this amazing story about coming off the bench uh, and uh, and beating Toronto and I uh, and uh, as an emergency backup and it was fantastic and Sarah you were along for the ride having to travel around um, you were also trying to manage this thing and uh, you guys went and got an agent since and just to try to carry it you know kind of kind of balance the whole thing so Sarah when you and I spoke last you you were still 
piecing the whole thing together. So what's your world? Is it more organized now? Are you, oh. have, have you, have you, are you breathing? Yeah, it's much more organized now. COVID helped an awful lot, obviously, because uh, a bunch of trips and a bunch of appearances got canceled. So it made us, uh, it made everything a lot more manageable. And that on, on my end of things, and like we talked about before, Dave got the phone call after the game said he was going to need an agent. And I looked at him and I'm like, there's no way you're going to need an agent. And I think it was two days later, we said, okay, you've got to get an agency (laughs) doing this. Cause I was doing all the local stuff, but I couldn't handle, um, any of the American side of things. So, and it got much bigger than we thought it was going to with upper deck contacting us, the NHLPA contacting us. So that stuff was, was far from my expertise with anything. We, we were lucky. The guys from Carolina, the PR team from Carolina pretty much helped us out big time with, with setting everything up. You know, obviously the New York trip was set up and everything in Carolina, but even afterwards, you know, they were, they were fielding messages like crazy and, they would ask me if I wanted to do this or if I could do this for them. And they had they scheduled everything probably for at least a, a month after the game. Kind of helped us get on our feet. And, and Sarah had a, a massive book full of everything that we had to do. So mm-hmm. it, wasn't for, it wasn't for her uh, making sure everything was all scheduled. I would have been lost, that's for sure. The, uh, the interesting part, I was uh, obviously Walter Gretzky just passed away. And people were talking about him and just how much he loved going down to the rink and seeing everybody. And, and uh, I heard a story about, they asked Wayne to go down and he's like, I'm not my dad. I can't go down there and do this thing. And that's his thing. And he, and it was just uncomfortable for him. Um, was there before locally, were you known as sort of like, Oh, you know, he practices with the Marlies and sometimes with the Leafs and does this whole thing. And it was, you know, make a couple of appearances, but now, both of you have been thrown into this kind of appearance mode. I'm, I'm guessing without an agent, just locally down in, down in the, you know, the local arena. Are you, is that part obviously increased and are you enjoying that side of it? Cause you get a really great connection with kids now, even more so than ever. Yeah. I, I coach kids. I coach hockey uh, out here in Whitby and yeah. kids can see me at the rink and they always just want to talk. And, and I went to a junior game, did an autograph session uh, a lot of the kids come down. They, the kids love it. It's great. And you get to hear um, where the kids were when they were watching the game. You know, just uh, the first thing they ask, ask me is, you know, how hard is Austin Matthews shot? How good is Mitch Marner? Like, so they, they all want to know about all those superstars, but it's really cool to see them embrace it and how they smile every time they talk about it. So for me, that, that's the best part about it. Mm-hmm. Sarah, has there been any, um, what's been the biggest perk to this, to this side of it as far as, um, a positive thing that's come out of it for you appearance wise or just connecting with local community or charity wise has there been what's been the most positive part about this i honestly would say the most positive part is going to the kidney side of things where we've had people reach out um people who are waiting on a transplant list or they're on dialysis and they're scared because it's one thing dave and i were talking about it um to be told by the doctors what's going to happen to you, somebody who's waiting for a transplant, but to be able to talk to somebody who's had a transplant, which is Dave, because a, people, a couple of people have reached out to both of us. And then I send them over to him and he sits there and he takes the time. There's there's one young girl out in Kitchener who's been really, really scared about a transplant. And he's he's walked her through an awful lot of it and helped her. And I think it's just seeing how he's able to... Um, give back with all of it like he's mm-hmm. been that person all along but he can do it on a much wider scale now so 
I think that has been uh, the most positive thing out of all of this. That's got to be. Um, how often did you tell your story before, David, as far as the kidney transplant versus telling it now? And, and I got to think it's a, a, an amazing feeling to be able to tell that every day. That's one of those stories you probably don't get sick of talking about. Yeah, definitely not. And like Sarah said, it helps a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people that uh, realize, you know, what I did after transplant. They had no idea. First of all, some people had no idea that I practiced with Leafs or the Marleys. Uh, some people just knew that I had a transplant. I did some things with St. Mike's Hospital where I had my transplant. So I talked about it a little bit before that game. And obviously since that game and everybody's found out that I had a transplant, it's exploded. But uh, it's a lot of fun to kind of tell my journey. It's different now, the way transplants go 16 years down the road, but um, just kind of tell people how I got out of the funk that, you know, that you get in when you need a kidney transplant, you're sitting there waiting and, you know, all that, the unknowns. So for me to be able to kind of help anybody out and, and get them through, like Sarah said, the one young girl was really struggling. And I got a message from her the other day, actually, she said, you know, mentally I'm, I'm ready now. You know, I know that I need mm. to do this and, and I'm ready. So and I talked to her quite a bit. And, and uh, I like to think that some of the things I said kind of helped her out. I'm assuming you have uh, three cell phones. <laughs> this, is the, <laughs> this is the if you need me, call me. Uh, this is the agent one. And this is for you and Sarah when it's when she's like, hey, if you're out, you need to get some milk. Um, <laughs> there's probably three things going on there. I would I, I uh, uh, that must be a great feeling, though, to be able to share that and just say, this is the hotline. You call me if you need me or if you text or anything. And then, yeah, and then one of the best stories I had from, from that was when we were in Saskatoon and they did a lineup after the rush game, lacrosse game. And, um, one of the, there's a girl, she might've been in her thirties. Uh, she just had a transplant maybe a month ago uh, before that. And they kind of cut her off because the time limit for the line was gone and they cut her mm -hmm. off and she was crying and she went to the security guard. And I kind of looked over and I said, what's going on? And, she said, I drove three hours to come down here just to meet you, uh, come to the game and meet you after the game. So I told the security guard to kind of move over and uh, kind of gave her a hug and said, you know, this is awesome that you had a transplant. Great that you came down here. You know, uh, let me know if there's anything else that you need. And just kind of, you know, she said that what, what I've been doing is a huge encouragement for her. So that was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a great feeling. I, I um, Sarah knows a little bit uh, history-wise for me. I run concerts for a living, and I don't have a charitable component to offer per se. I don't have a, a, a transplant story. I, uh, you know, all I can do is try to make people have a better experience. And so I like pulling people from way. They like go find kids and moms, uh, or that are way up in the rafters that you know can't be on the floor. They just can't afford to be, and then bringing them down and seeing the look on their face, and then see oh this changed and then getting those stories like oh my like actually you know we saved all of our money to come my my son's going through cancer my my or this and this is the only thing that's making us smile right now so i i mean i enjoy doing that on the on just from within the capacity of i have the ability of doing that you guys being able to i guess offer that full-time waiting in line for that person and really making their day i mean has to make all of this worth it over the last year especially yeah, you know what? I always say a lot of people can play hockey, you know, or, or Canadians, and, and most of the majority of the people uh, play hockey here. And a lot of guys can play, and a lot of guys have made it to the NHL. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was lucky enough just to get there. But uh, I think, you know, d being able to do what I've done after the NHL with the kidney foundation and organ donation in general has been more of a success for me than being able to play that game. Sarah, um, when we were talking about the travel and the madness, so before that, it was, I'm sure you guys were in a routine, David, you were, you know, 
practicing and everything was going on and then you had all the travel that had to go but about it and then the world shut down and there was no more travel so <laughs> you became a seasoned veteran as far as traveling and getting around and getting to these places and then it shut down so did you welcome that kind of break given the madness or were you kind of feeling like oh we we're just getting momentum going and then it kind of shut down and then we're gonna have to start over again and then you were telling me about how crazy, like, you're, you're, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. And David's like, we got to go. And you're like, I'm not ready. Like, <laughs> you're on your way to becoming a vet. And now what? Now you're back to square one, I guess. Well, yeah, now we have to learn it all over again, I guess, the uh, the whole travel process. And it was like, I was to the point I was then comfortable with, with traveling on my own because normally he's got to hold my hand through everything. And I think we talked about it where he's the one that makes sure the tickets are ready, like where, what windows we go sure. to, everything. Like he's got this down pat where I'm just, I'm a squirrel on cocaine pretty much when it comes to uh, figuring out where I've got to go in a, in an airport. But it, we welcomed the, the calm a little bit because it, it did get really, really nuts for a little bit there. And then you kind of hit the downside of things where you start, you get in a bit of a funk. Like we were wondering how, when they turned around and said, okay, listen, we're going to shut down there. We're going to shut the country down for four weeks. We thought there's no way in hell they're going to be able to do it. Um, and I think what bummed us out the most is he had a ton of golf tournaments booked. Right. So it was like, it was looking forward to Carolina. What's the course in Carolina? Pinehurst number two in Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> had us going down there. Oh, and so it was like, I don't know. That part was, was really, really hard to deal with. I think. Yeah, you, you just get the traveling's fun. You know, obviously, two weeks after the game, I think we slept in our bed maybe a couple nights. We were, you know, we we're in hotel, hotel, little place with it. And I love it. Um, and like you said, we had a lot of things that we were going to do. But when it shuts down, you're like, oh, this is great. You know, I get the chance to relax. Then you're like, man, I want to travel again. This is <laughs> fun sitting at home anymore. Let's get going. But uh, once they open everything up, we'll be, we'll be rolling again. Are you getting a chance to, I mean, has it been busy otherwise, though? Did I hear you guys moved? I know, obviously, we want to get to the movie instead of some other stuff that was going on with that. But I'm, I'm guessing you're filling, filling the time. It's getting a little bit nuts. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You know what? Every single day, something comes up and somebody asks for something. So that's a little <laughs> bit of uh, something to do. But uh, you know what? Our routine now is, you know, maybe a drive to Tim Hortons in the morning. Because <laughs> we're from home. So uh it's a little bit of working from home and then maybe go out at nighttime to the, the grocery store just to get out of the house and we put it yeah. we put a gym we put a gym in the garage with astroturf and all that stuff so yeah. that's another one of our our daily routines but it gets stagnant after a while are you still i mean are you now the nhl's back in some form are you able to be a part of that or no are you playing are you are you uh, able to practice with them or you're just it's not part of that i'm anyway. cut off i'm cut off from uh so the emergency goalie thing is uh is gone yeah and because i had a, a can't um because <laughs> i had a kidney transplant because i had a kidney transplant my immune system sucks right so yeah. they don't want me anywhere near covid so i'm sure. kind of looking at it from from here and uh my goal equipment kind of stays behind me until i decide to go out once a month and try it on and that's about mm -hmm. it <laughs> um all right, so there's been movie talk. Obviously, um, uh, I've heard the announcements about it. Uh, we've talked personally, Sarah, about it. But um, how much can you let out of the bag on on the movie side of it, as far as what's happening on that front? 
Do you let me go with this one? No, uh, okay. So we're in the writing process right now where they're just, they're selecting the writers. Um, it was a big, long, like long drawn out process in order to pick uh, which production company we were going to go with. And we sat yeah. there and listened to countless spiels on who we should pick and why we should pick them. And we both sat down and talked about it. And Dave was dead set on James Corden doing it. He was the way he wanted to portray the movie was how Dave wanted it to be portrayed sort of thing. So we went with them and his production company. So now they're in the process of um, his neighbor, James Corden's neighbor is high up in Disney and they were walking their dogs one day and they got talking about it. So then Disney came to Dave and said, listen, we want to, we want in on this. And mm -hmm. you, you can't say no to Disney when they come knocking on your door. So <laughs> Do you so get yeah, to no, be in the movie? In the Are you going to get to be in the movie yourselves? Yeah, we'll both be able to be in it. That's, That's one great. thing with, with James is we, we he said, I'll, I'll let you be in it as much as you want, be involved as much as you want or as little as you want. And I said to him, like, can I, can I be in the movie? He's like, oh, absolutely, we'll put you in the movie. And I can, I'll get to be myself probably playing hockey on the ice, which will be pretty cool. And Sarah will obviously be in there doing something. So, um, But we'll both be out there. I'm an associate producer on the movie part of the contract so right. uh it'll be cool it'll be just a different experience but it'll be fun for both of us it is hollywood and it is a movie and i'm sure they're going to write to your you know to your requests and all the rest of it and then probably add a few things so i'm just <laughs> thinking i'm thinking this is a great opportunity to go to james and say okay listen we want to be in a movie but we wrote this side story so Sarah is going to be that like we're going to you can just write like a whole superhero bit on the side and kind of bring it in and kind of have your own little kind of side, maybe side movie out of it. I think kind she of... picked out a picked out a uniform for that actually. The, the <laughs> I think she said, "I have this ready for the movie," so she wants to be a superstar for sure. Maybe they're gonna look at it and go, "Listen, uh, Sarah, you're perfect for the uh, Marvel universe. We've got a gig for you now." And WandaVision just wrap, but we need somebody else. You never know. Awesome. Uh, looking forward to that. That's gonna be fun. I'm sure. Obviously, there's gonna be delays as to when that gets filming and going, but uh, um, I mean, wow. It's, it's going to be a great one to watch. They do that story very, very well, just with everything that they touched, I think, in that regard. So you guys must be very excited about that. Yeah, so. most definitely are. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fun one, that's for sure. The kids that's are great. excited about it, too, because they asked us if they get to go to Disney when uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say there was a, there was a I had a perks question like what are the some of the new perks that you're enjoying to this newfound thing uh, before it was going to be free golf. Now that that's gone, I guess it's going to have to be Disney passes in 22, maybe, or something. <laughs> free, free golf is always the number one for me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take the golf courses. It doesn't even matter what course it is. We just love to go out and golf. You know, we do we do a lot of it in the summertime. So uh, anytime we get a chance to golf, free or not, we'll, we'll take it. You got to get out here. I'm in British Columbia, and I'm telling you something, man. There's some buttes out here. I'll take you to the spot where Adam Sandler punched Bob Barker out. Just up the street. Yes. <laughs> Not too bad. Okay, guys. So um, listen, I know your schedule is busy, so I want to touch on the Six Degrees Challenge. And um, obviously, it's going to wrap this week. So we're going to, uh, Sarah, do you want to touch a little bit about um, your uh, about what's going on with the cause that you guys are supporting and um, how people can get involved? So March 11th is World Kidney Day. March is World Kidney Month. Um, but the 11th is the day of giving. And so the Kidney Foundation is running a 24-hour fundraiser to try to raise funds for, um, in the way of social media and digital um, 
what is it? The digital platforms um, to raise funds for people who are on dialysis, people who need to be educated. It's just people who need emergency funds um, who may have to go on dialysis, but have to stop work to go on dialysis, um, people who need to get to and from appointments. And so we're doing the six degree challenge, which is kind of to tell everybody that in within six degrees, you're related or know somebody who has kidney disease, who is going to develop kidney disease. Um, they say one in 10 Canadians right now have it. Um, and it's just, the numbers are too big and they're growing. And in Ontario right now, there's over 1170 people who are waiting for a transplant. So live donors um, are needed. People are needed to sign their, their organ donation cards like crazy. And so we're doing the six degree challenge where we're asking everybody to throw up six fingers, post a picture, hashtag it six degree challenge, um, and just try to get as many people going to um, the six degree, dot com or six degree challenge.com and uh donate whether it's five dollars whether it's two dollars every penny is going to make a difference sure. with it and david did you i mean what six degrees uh whew, i mean a lot of people know you now so it's uh that's definitely <laughs> close that six you know it's going to be almost three degrees there everybody now I mean, do you know how many other pe people uh, in your scenario um, have you met or do you know, did you know before this or were you kind of on your own outside of who you might've met at the hospital? Did you have anybody else in your world to turn to on the kidney side? Not really. You know what, when I, when I had my transplant, I was, I was kind of in the dark. Um, mm. The first night that I spent in the hospital after I found out that I needed my transplant, they gave me a book, which we found the other yeah. day. <laughs> and I read this whole book when I was, uh, when I was in the hospital the, the first night and you kind of that was my only way to prepare myself i had no one to talk to i had no one who'd ever been through any kidney issues before so um this thing now with the six degrees kind of raises a little bit more awareness and hopefully that you know someone who doesn't have kidney disease now if they're unfortunate and they do get it at least they kind of have somebody that they can talk to um or they know that someone's going to be around them that that's uh dealt with it before so uh, like I said, I wasn't uh, able to talk to anybody, but the Kidney Foundation is great for that, which I didn't know at the time. You can give them a call. They always have people like me who uh, are willing to talk to uh, to anybody, really, and try and, and help them understand what they're going to be going through. Any advice um, quickly that you could pass on to somebody as like a um, early detector? So, so out of this thing, like, hey, make sure you're paying attention to this, that. Is there anything you can pass on? You know what? I, I would get a lot of headaches um, and then you just feel nauseous a lot. It almost feels like the flu, mm. um, but it never hurts to get your blood work done. It never hurts to tell your doctor, hey, can we just check my kidneys? Because kidneys are, they call it a silent killer until um, it's too late. You have no idea. You just think it's a flu or some kind of bug that you have. So go to the doctor and uh, get a quick blood test done and uh, see how you are. Great. Um, and, and the interesting part about the headaches and the, and the flu, it's kind of got what's going on with everybody. So just go get everyone. If you got any of the symptoms of anything, just don't be afraid. Go get checked out. You know what I mean? You might, uh, you might catch two things at once here. You might catch an early COVID diagnosis. You might catch a, you might catch a, a kidney diagnosis. Um, all right, friends. Well, I really appreciate the time today. Uh, one year later, it's Sarah and David Ayers. Uh, their life has been spinning, but uh, sounds like it's uh, it's mellowing a little bit right now. 
sounds like it's mellowing yeah. a little bit, which I'm, I'm guess, which I know you guys are very happy about. Um, yeah. Anything to pass on before we head out? Um, uh, some messages of uh, of hope here, because it has been a little bit uh, in Ontario, especially too. It's been a little bit like stay inside. So, are you guys staying? Anything positive you can pass on to everybody as we get out of here? You know what? It's it's just one of those things that hopefully this is a, a short term get vaccines into us, and uh, hopefully we get back to to normal life. Um, you know, obviously there's there's people that think this is the thing, and people that there, think there isn't. But you know, clearly people are getting sick. So, do what you got to do for now. Um, and then, you know, when everything clears up, we'll be back to enjoying life that we're, we're supposed to enjoy it. So um, follow some rules and then uh, we'll have some fun after that. Sarah, it's International Women's Day. And yeah. uh, you are a super inspiration for women uh, all over the place. So you get the final word. Why don't you inspire, oh, wow. some, why oh, don't you inspire wow. some women right now? Uh, <laughs> and it can be something as simple as like, don't forget an extra, you know, like, pack properly like whatever it is whatever advice you want to pass on but well, what's that is it the packing the underwear in your uh, suitcase <laughs> when you forget everything else <laughs> um you know what uh we're lucky this day and age to have um the amount of women in tv in radio um all across the board and and they're rising and they're doing a fantastic job of getting their voices out there and getting it heard so today i think this year, more than any other year, it's pretty spectacular to see. It's amazing to see. And uh, happy International Women's Day to women everywhere uh, for all that you do. The sixdegreechallenge.com, correct? Yes. Yes, that's it. Make sure you go there, donate anything you can. It ends uh, March the 11th. Um, anything uh, will help. Uh, thanks to David and Sarah for all your time today. Um, I know you're really, really busy. All the best to you. Happy one year anniversary of the madness. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and uh, we'll hopefully uh, we'll talk down the road. Sounds good. Thanks for having us here. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.